Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and I've got Stacy Mantle as my guest today from Pets Weekly, PetsWeekly.com. Welcome. Stacy, Thank you for having me. I love to have you because you test all the pet products that I want to know about, and then you honestly review them. So I don't have to buy junk. I can buy quality and not have to kind of hem and haw and go over Amazon and try and figure out what's what. You just kind of make it simple for me. So thank you, Stacy. Everybody listening, if you've ever bought something that just didn't work or fell apart after a couple of chews, this is the show for you because Stacy helps us avoid that. I do my best. Yeah. So, well, it's hard to get honest reviews. People pay for reviews now, right? So, you know, all the reviews out there, it's like five out of five stars. And then you get the thing and oh no, there's no way anybody gave this five out of five. So your reviews are honest. So I want to ask you right now, a lot of the U.S. has been hit with the cold spell, Canada too. And in some places like Texas, it's uh, something they're not used to. So let's talk about what people can do for pets in the cold. I know up here, we do things like heating pads, bowls that plug in. Now you need power for that, but we do things like um, insulated kennels and uh, even straw and bedding. What kind of products have you got that will really help people with their pets handling the cold? Well, you know, like Texas, we deal with a lot of extreme temps as far as we could be freezing in the night and then we're 80 degrees during the day. You know, I mean, that's how big of a difference we're dealing with out here. So that's one reason I like is the uh, the climate changer from Roughwear. It's uh, it's like a fleece coat, but it helps just take the edge off of the cold for like the 40, 50 degree things. But when you're, when you're used to that hot weather and then all of a sudden you get a cold snap like that, your dog's going to need a lot of extra protection. The climate changer allows you to do that. For the winter dog, for your dog, it would probably just be like a like a wintertime sweater. For us, it would be like more of a wintertime coat because our dogs get so cold, you know? We have some pretty high-powered rough wear does. I love them, by the way. They have just a whole selection of products for summer and winter. It's reliable. They just do some amazing things. And they always fit right. And with certain kinds of dogs, it's really hard to get a good fit. For whatever reason, you have to really measure your pet, but they really do have a good fit for all of your animals. So I think you'll like them. You're not going to waste money on it. You might pay a little bit more because they are a really high quality product, but but it's worth it. You know, I have jackets. Okay, that- so if you're listening and you're thinking my dog is too cool to wear a coat or my dog's too macho or he's too tough or he's too big or whatever you're thinking, you know what? Try going outside on a winter day and flip flops to take top and shorts and see how you feel because- <laughs> Your big, tough dog may have just lost his winter coat or he may have never grown it because he's never seen snow in his life. And now he is freezing. So why, 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 why wouldn't you just get him a coat? 
get a tough coat if you want, like get them one with leather and studs if that's what you need to do. But, you know, camo fleece, I mean, whatever it is, get it with a funny slogan on it, right? Like, but coats aren't just for poodles, okay? They're, <laughs> in fact, a poodle who hasn't had a haircut in a while does not need a coat. It's one of the few dogs that really is suited to cold weather climates. It's a cold weather retriever. But any dog who's had a summer clip or a recent shave or been in hot weather. Maybe you're, you went on a vacation and you just spent three months on a beach somewhere. Now you've come back to Texas and the snow came. Okay, your dog's really cold. Get him a jacket. All right, so that's my little piece on that. We're gonna go to a break and come back and talk about more things you can do to keep your animals happy in cold weather. Plus we did get an email from Minnie, the golden retriever, who is very confused by her owner trying to get her to play with snowballs in Nashville. Minnie's never seen snow before. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what to do to get Minnie used to snowballs. Stay tuned to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check. A nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats, regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. So, Stacy, have any of your dogs ever seen the snow? My dogs right now that I have have never seen the snow. Not once. <laughs> um, now, our other dogs that have since passed on, I've seen it, but these guys are 12 years old and I've not seen it yet. <laughs> so it's kind of okay. scary. So that's Minnie's situation. She's a young golden retriever and she's never seen snow. And she lives in Nashville and she thinks snow is fantastic. She won't even come in. She just wants to play in it all day long. She's doing snow angels and rolling in it and playing in it. But even though she likes balls and fetch, when her owner makes a snowball <laughs> and throws it, she's very confused. <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on. So I've got a few tips. First, when you make the snowball, make sure you pat it a lot. You sort of cup it with your hands, make that ball shape, and really rub, 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 roll your hands against it so your scent is coming off on the ball. Also, it will sort of ice up the edges of it and make it a little harder and more likely to stay together. This is Canadian snowball tips here. So, okay, <laughs> so you do that. And then when your dog is all excited about the snow, you kind of roll it like you do with a puppy learning or a kitten learning to play. You sort of roll it by the dog, not at it. Just roll it by the dog. Now, it should stay together and it should smell like you and the dog should track it, bite it, have it disappear and be very confused, which is when you have your second snowball ready to go again. And again, you may have a stash of them. And so once your dog is running after them and grabbing them, then you're ready to try tossing it to him or throwing it away. And Minnie will go for this. Minnie will love this game. So snowballs are great for dogs. And um, I suggest you get right on it, Minnie. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's the best fetch ever. There was also from 
Tennessee, someone sent in a little clip of a chicken going down a toboggan and then being so calm and, and allowing them to cart the thing back up the hill and then going again. <laughs> going again and the same chicken used to go in the pool in a in a ring a floaty ring so you never know what your pets will get up to in the snow but i do think dogs and even some cats like it i have cats who like it i have other cats who will put one paw in the snow turn around and come back in so it's worth trying with your dogs though for sure if you're near somewhere where you can get to snow it could be a, an amazing play day for your dogs okay so so stacy what else should we know about some of these heating pads because i know some are really durable and some are really flimsy yeah absolutely let's chat really quick along that same line as how to deal with the power loss if you have pets okay great especially in that type of a situation because the electric blankets aren't always going to be available if you don't have electricity right <laughs> so the self-warming blankets are really awesome you know as you've seen the emergency the mylar blankets which are very effective, but you can't really use them on your pets because they're so loud and annoying and, you know, certainly not cats. But they do have some self-heating body pads that are available and I need to double check, but there's several that are natural based. So even if your pet chews it, totally fine. They're not going to, you know, have, you're not going to have to run to the vet and during an emergency. And they do help use your pet's body heat in order to keep them warm. So it's just like a warming pad that doesn't require electricity. And it's actually safer for your pets because it's not increasing their body heat substantially, you know, to the point where they're in danger or letting it go too low. So I really like those types of those types of things. They also have some electric blankets, emergency blankets that are available for vehicles. So if you have a really cold dog and you're really cold, climb into your car, make sure you pull it out of the garage and nothing's blocking the tailpipe, please. But use your 12 volt battery on your car and it will heat these uh, electric car blankets. Okay, that's a good tip. Yeah, and you do have to worry about these um, heating pads and plugins, even though a lot of times the write-up on the product says, a uh, chew proof cord, there's really no such thing as a chew proof cord. I mean, if the dog is really determined, the cat is really determined, you got to be watching. So it's not the kind of thing where, you know, so much can go wrong, fires can start. You really do have to be supervising and know the animal and have some predictability going on. Uh, bedding really works wonders. Bring your animals inside if you can. You know, use leashes if they're not trained for the indoors, but you're bringing them indoors. Um, or a secure area in the garage is better than outside. I know this is freakishly cold weather and a lot of your animals are used to outside. So for livestock, warm mash, more bedding, right? Straw for cats. Um, make sure you use a good quality straw to put in the cat houses, the outside cat houses. Bedding can be really dangerous for cats out there and they usually will trash it. So a good quality straw put inside the, inside the cat house or whatever structure you have for them is much more effective. It helps keep them drier um, and it helps them use their body heat to stay warm. Okay, so we're going to go to another break and come back with more products and tips. We're going to talk about uh, how you keep the water from freezing for your animals because that's really important when it's cold. Stay tuned on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. 
there's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party, Pet Life Radio. And we're talking with Stacey Mantle from PetsWeekly.com. And she's here to tell us how to keep our pets safe and what to buy and what not to buy with regard to when it gets freakishly cold. So there's lots of these bowls. They, they sell them in farm supply stores where there's like a wire wrapped around the outside of this big, you know, really durable, hard rubber or plastic bowl. And then the wire plugs in and it's supposed to make it so the water never freezes. And, you know, you got to make sure there's nothing flammable near it and you're monitoring it and you need power for these things. What else can people do? The thermal bowls are really nice. Those are, I think it's K&H puts out a really nice one. I believe that one does have a cord, but it's a giant bowl and it, it's super easy and very safe to use. And it's effective up to minus 20 degrees, which is wonderful. And there's a lot of solar things available. So so using this new green technology stuff that we that we have available, it's just a great use of that. I'm trying to think of the name of that solar heating bowl, but that has always been very effective. And I don't know if it's because we're in Arizona and we only freeze once a year or because it's just not as cold here, but it has always been very effective for our birds. Okay, so I wanted to talk about some unexpected COVID effects. Here's a weird one in the animal world. So because of COVID, curling rink was shut down, right? People weren't allowed to congregate. The rink stayed empty. No big deal. Curling rink stayed empty. They go in to clean the thing out, just routine maintenance. And they discover that because it was empty and quiet and not in use and dark, thousands of bats have basically decided to live there. But now, because the thing got cleaned and it got all open, these bats have awakened too early and they're all in danger of dying. So now this whole workforce of rescue people has to go in. They've taken all the bats out of there and they've got them in these tiny little, it's actually quite adorable if you're not squeamish about bats, but these little baby bats, there's like <laughs> loads of them on this netting and they, they sort of pull them up and they hand feed them with these little tweezer things, these little tiny wormy things. And, uh, they're nursing these bats because without the bats, we have a mosquito epidemic. We need the bats. The bats are really important. So I just think it's amazing how many weird little things have come. You know, there's this giant rescue underway. And now there's going to be this huge bat population in this town that maybe never had it before. So great for the mosquito relief, all because of COVID. It's kind of strange. There's a few other weird things going on this year uh, because of COVID. But um, but that's just one of them and how the animal world's been affected. There was also something in the news the other day 
And I got so many emails and I actually got called by local media to ask me why. Because this dog went missing for 40 hours. The neighbor kept hearing barking and eventually he pulled up his whole deck and the guy was really decent because he rescued the dog. The dog had found an underground well and got under this guy's deck. And it was like, how did he ever get in there? Why did he ever get in there? And the dog was 12 year old dog. I mean, what was he doing? escaped from his yard for a few minutes, gone for 40 hours. Well, okay, the answer is simple, everybody. If you've been watching this on the news, that little dog, that long-bodied, short-legged little dog is a terrier. And it is built for this. It is built for getting into little narrow openings like pipes and tunnels because it's supposed to kill rats and mice. And so probably there was a rat or a mouse or the droppings of one or something like that, that it followed in there and then it couldn't get out. So that's the big mystery there, everybody. Okay, there was also a dog caught in a crevice a crevasse in Nanaimo. It fell uh, over 10 meters, which is like 30, 40 feet. Terrible. But they rescued it. Search and rescue. Everybody came to the aid of this poor little puppy and they got it out of there. But this is the third time in three weeks that I'm saying on the radio that a dog has fallen off a cliff or into a crevasse or over a, off a mountain or into a river. And I want to tell you, if you're doing extreme hiking, if you're taking city dogs that aren't used to it, put a decent harness on the dog, please. And yeah. a leash. Even if your dog's trained, he might make a mistake. And you don't want to go in and rescue him and hurt yourself. And you don't want to cause the search and rescue people hours of work and heartache and difficulty. And maybe pulling them away from someone who needs their help. Just leash and harness your dog. Make sure the harness fits. Make sure the leash is good. And then go for that extreme hike and you'll you'll be glad when he does make that mistake. And this is especially true for dogs who aren't used to it, for places you've never hiked before, for any dog who's trigger happy, the kind of dog who follows birds in the sky or anything anyone throws or the scent, which is pretty much any dog. So put them on a harness, put them on a leash and stop making the rescue people work so hard. So far, all, all the dogs I've reported on have been rescued safely. So I'm really glad about that. But they just look so forlorn when they're in their position waiting to be rescued. There was a Rottweiler, there was a Retriever Cross, and now, and now this Terrier, and this uh, little, I don't know what he was, the little tiny guy, little puppy. Maybe, maybe a bulldog. I'm not sure that ended up in the crevasse. All you could see was his little tiny white and polka dotted face. But mm. um, yeah, but he's okay. So <laughs> thank you to the search and rescue for being so good to the dogs. And if your dog does get into a situation, don't try and rescue him yourself because they don't need to rescue you and your dog. And lots of times when the dog falls in the water, he does get out and it's the person who needs to be rescued. So be mindful of that. Okay, so um, what recommendations have you got for harnesses? Okay, harnesses are, I mean, there's so many out there. I love harnesses. I just wanted to double back really quick while I got my mind on it. Uh, okay. Paw protection, because it's so important. Yes. If your pets are not used to the ice, they're not used to the snow, you need to make sure that your pet's paws are protected. And in fact, they need to have that anyway. Put some boots on them, get some wax. If it's not a big deal, you can, there's some great paw soothing waxes available that will help you know, help your dog with the snow and the ice and the chemicals. Always use those pet safe chemicals. There's some really great ones available now. Safe Paw is one for melting ice. You can sprinkle it instead of salts or chemicals. 
but it's all totally safe for the animals and you don't have to worry about them walking up and down your driveway if you use this type of de-icer. You know, there is such a thing as too cold for de-icer. I know you're like, what? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're getting really, really cold temperatures and the ice just isn't, the de-icer isn't working at all, you need sand. You need dirt. You need really? to go that route. Yeah, yeah. So you cover it up and the dirt. And in a pinch, like if your car is stuck, in a pinch, cat litter can really help. I've heard that on cat litter. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are some really great safe ones out there. And just make sure that your paws are protected, your pet's paws and your own. And, uh, you know, there's some great natural balms that I really love. Natural Dog Company puts one out called uh, Pawtection, I believe. And they also have a snout soother. I think that's what they call it, <laughs> snout soother. And they come in these little balm sticks that you can just rub on. You don't have to get your hands all messy. And uh, it's super easy to apply. Just put it on before you head out and keep your pet's noses and paws safe. Well, the paws are really important. I think people don't realize sometimes you kind of think about it. If you live in a hot climate, you're aware that, you know, you're because it happens so fast. You walk your dog in the middle of the day on hot pavement and he's going to burn his feet. And, you know, you've got an issue now. Maybe yeah. for weeks where you're having to first aid and medicate, and go to the vet and you got bloody paws. And every time he goes out, he tears them again. Same thing can happen in the cold. So the ice, the cold, if a dog's not used to it, if he doesn't have like good calluses and he's not comfortable on the ice and snow, you got to really watch it. It may be worth just buying a pair of those booties just for now, if you're in Texas Absolutely. or something. It doesn't have to be forever. And uh, and then you can run around. And, and if you are walking on city streets that are heavily salted with the wrong kind of salt, it won't affect him because he's wearing boots. And they just look like little balloons. They just fit on. They come in packs of multiples. They're quite cheap, affordable at all the pet stores. I've had very good luck with them, with dogs who have an injury or an allergy, and I don't want to re-injure. Or I don't, there was one uh, standard poodle used to come here years ago called Van, a white guy, and he was allergic to grass. And the only size I could find that time was purple. So he ended up being a white poodle with purple boots <laughs> running through the green grass but he was so happy because before oh. i discovered the booties his owners basically didn't ever walk him on grass right oh. like that how can a dog have fun if he can't walk on grass but van he was like dancing on the grass with his little purple <laughs> boots running with all the other dogs you know celebrating so sometimes you know a little product can go a long way and if you don't have this and you're concerned you know, you thought you were going for a walk on your street and then all of a sudden you realize the salt truck just came by and your dog just got a blast of it. Clean those paws. Clean them off. Every time you come in, rinse them off. Just like, you know, your shoes would get damaged. Well, you probably don't. See, you I people don't. live in nice warm climates. You don't even know. Okay, so your car mats get damaged from salt. Your shoes, your boots get damaged from salt. Your doorways get damaged from salt. Your little mats that you rub your feet on, they get damaged from salt. So, of course, your barefoot dog will get damaged from salt. It just makes sense. Wipe those Absolutely. paws, rinse those paws, dry those paws. If you don't do it, then he has to lick them clean. And uh, then you've got another problem. Uh, another problem. <laughs> now you got two problems. And then the licking becomes sometimes a habit. Okay, now yep. you got a third problem, dermatitis. Okay, so unless you want to see your vet a lot, just clean those paws. Good, good call. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, well, I think we're almost near the end of the show, but I'll just open it up to you, Stacey. What else have you found lately that you'd like to recommend to people? Oh, gosh, there's been so many great 
products coming out. I think the pandemic has sort of kept everybody home and started them getting more creative. You know, like they've really come up with some fascinating things. I'm trying to think of some things I've seen lately. Oh, one thing I did want to talk to you about. There's a new goat milk replacement out called Failspring. And it's made from, it's a for puppies and kittens. And instead of having a, you know, some sort of formula, this is directly from goat's milk. So it's real. I mean, you can just give them goat's milk too, but this is like a nutritionally complete supplement for them that would take the place of formula. My dogs were highly allergic to formula when they were born and we were fostering and didn't realize it. And they ended up developing this horrible bloody diarrhea and their bodies couldn't handle the formula. We thought it was Parvo, took them in and he said, take them off the formula, put them on goat's milk. And we did. Within a day, they were feeling 100% better and that's what we kept them on. So now there's this new company, Tailspring, coming out with this goat milk replace or this milk replacement program based on goat's milk. And I'm totally excited about it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, I think we've come to the end of the show. It happened so fast. I hate when we come to the end, but I'm going to have you back real soon. We'll do another show in a month. And we're going to, because we did cold products today, we're going to go for hot products next time. With a little smattering of news and the usual from uh, me, Deb Wolf, and Stacey Mantle at Pets Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, everybody. From Animal Party and me, Deb Wolf, and Stacey Mantle in Pets Weekly, be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.